0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Greta,
2: Christina, and you are listening to Keith and Mike on Being Humanist. Well, hello. We've uh, gone live for show number two. It's kind of a crazy experience. Um, it's like uh, not knowing what the hell is going to go on with uh, with your life. But uh, regardless, uh, you're listening to Being Humanist. Um, you can find us at uh, beinghumanist.com at, uh, sorry, beinghumanist.com. Excuse me, see this is what's going on when you go live You know that you can mess up real bad Anyway, podcast at gmail.com Send us an email uh, Find us on facebook.com slash beinghumanist.podcast And you can follow us on Twitter at beinghumanistpc um, Today, uh, we are minus uh, Keith But that's okay because I've invited a couple of guests to come on the show Um, hopefully, uh, um, we seem to be missing one of them, but I've invited, uh, my buddy, Greg, who's been on the show before, um, gosh, it's been probably three, three years now since he was on the show. Uh, but (laughs) there you are. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, Greg's on the show, but I've also invited my buddy, uh, Justin, who seems to be having trouble getting connected. And I'm not sure what the problem is. I'm sending him a call-in number so he can actually call me if he has to. Um, in fact, I'm going to send him this little message. Because uh, generally how this show works is I send an email to those who are hosting and they're supposed to follow a link. It, that's how it worked, correct, Greg?
3: Yes, it did. Uh, um, yeah, I, I had to use Firefox instead of Chrome, but as far as I had like D tab open in Chrome, probably eating up some resources.
2: You you say you're eating some data?
3: Uh, I'm sure I am, but I don't oh, care.
2: Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, hopefully, Justin can get called in here in a minute. Um, but um. Regardless, yeah, we're going live. This is kind of an insane experience. So anything that we do, uh, well, it's recorded forever, Greg. Noted. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Was it it hard for you to make this happen?
3: No, no, it wasn't difficult at all.
2: Okay. Um, Well, I can hear you decently. I'm hoping that um, Justin can get his thing figured out here soon. He said he's calling, but I Oh hey, here we go. He's made it. Let's see if. Hey Justin. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing
4: good, man. Sorry, I uh, not sure why the email wasn't coming through.
2: I'm not sure either, and I've only done this a couple of times, so I, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out on my own. Um. So- so, um, yeah, I guess for one, I know that n- neither one of you guys know each other, correct? Uh, yeah, I don't think we've met.
3: No, I don't think we have. I'm pretty sure we haven't.
2: We're all graduates of the same school. Oh, yeah? Which is, uh, yeah, which I'd say, hey, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, anyway, so, um, uh, Generally, uh, this would be a I me and Keith kind of a deal, but Keith is uh, having some, you know, well, he's also trying to graduate from the same alma mater, and uh, he's got some. Uh, I think he's stuck deep into some serious calculus or something, so he's taking ah. a break. But, but, but he did <laughs> say that if he got done and he felt comfortable, he'd call in. So, so he'll be calling cool. in from home. So, uh. First off, I guess I might as well um um let I don't know, do you guys want to introduce yourselves and say, you know, who you who you are, what you do. I mean, you don't have to go into great detail, but um just a quick yeah, I don't know. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Greg, <laughs> you want to start? No, yeah, yeah, I will yeah. start. Um
3: my name's Greg. Uh live in Indianapolis. Um Currently going to IUPUI, pursuing a degree in environmental science, which I'm having a great time doing. That taking in a physics class right now. It's brutal, but um, a lot of fun. It's fun to think about difficult problems. But um, atheist, um, I was an atheist for uh, about three years now, or so. Um,
2: was it my Was it on our show?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'd talked about it before, and I had kind of known that I was for a long time, but sometimes it's hard to admit things to yourself, I guess. But I think, yeah, it was one of your shows. It was the first time I outed myself to anybody other than, you know, close friends and family.
2: <laughs> did it feel good? <laughs> it did. Liberating. <laughs> okay, so Greg, you'll kind of be taking over key spot, um, and not to say that Justin can't, but uh, as far as person who can um, really take charge on the science parts of the discussion, I think.
3: Oh no, those are pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh, Justin. So. Yeah. What we typically do, especially when we have a new guest on the show, is. Uh, they, you know, they tell us who they are, what they do. I mean, like I said, you don't have to get too specific if you don't want people to know who you are or whatever. But, um, but I know you're a comedian and um, you've got your IT job. Um, But uh, I, I, I like you to do that. And we do this thing where we, we, we talk about our origins. So like your path to where you are in the religious spectrum and I'm pretty sure that you would say you're an atheist, but I can't put that for sure. So, um, I'm yeah. I'm, I guess I'm just curious if if you'd be up for that task. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's go for it. Who is Justin? So
4: hi guys, my name's Justin. Longtime atheist, first time caller. <laughs> uh, I uh, I guess my my origin story would be you know I grew up in a very uh, religious household very religious family uh so I was you know encouraged to go to church and I was in youth group and doing all that stuff uh even you know I was baptized and became a member of the church and everything and you know and then uh you know i just i just started asking questions about you know well well you know why why is this like why you know should we just believe everything that there's Little to no proof of, and they're like, "Oh, just just have faith, my child. Just have blind faith." I'm like, "That's no, <laughs> I'm not gonna do that." Uh, so that's when I just really started exploring things, and you know, um, I realized that religion, like as a whole, isn't for me. I'm not saying you know religion is a bad thing. I I see I see religion as a tool, the same as you know a hammer is a tool like you can use a hammer to build a house or you can use a hammer to murder someone by hitting them in the head with it you know it's it's how you it's how you use religion you know, you know it, it could be a great thing or it could be a bad thing it's just not something that i uh i don't know that i personally personally am a fan of so yeah so there's there you go how's that
2: is that the first time you've uh uh said that um out loud with anybody
4: <laughs> oh, oh no i uh and i I don't wanna you know say that or make it sound like i I rub my atheism in other people's faces, but you know if somebody's <laughs> like if somebody You're is dirty <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if somebody's like, oh well, God says this, then I will give us some sort of sarcastic, like, oh, did you hear him say that? Like, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, like I, I, it's it's not a it's not a secret that I uh, that I am, I, I would say you know more of a agnostic slash humanist, but when you say that to people, they're like, what? And I'm like, uh, I'm an atheist, and they're like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Do you have uh? Do either one of you have issues with your family um, when they uh, when you get together for the holidays or anything, and they want to say a prayer, and you're like, uh, I do Start with Justin. Um, oh, okay, Greg, go ahead.
3: Oh, well, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Uh, with my side of the family, I definitely don't. All pretty. But, uh, no one on my side of family is really religious. Um, my mom will mention stuff, but even her, like I can get conversations about it with her, and she completely understands um, my thinking and you know where I'm coming from. Um, and my wife's family, there is some of the outspoken, you know, pretty very conservative religious people. And, um,
2: Hey, Greg, um, you're, I'm having troubles with your connection on your phone. Can you hear him? Okay. Justin, I was
4: wondering that I thought maybe it was me, but yeah, I was having trouble hearing him too.
3: All
2: right. Just yeah. You, um, I was going to say, if you want to, if you want to hang up and call back in, I'll, I'll let you on as soon as you show up. I don't know what'll work best, but I was just losing you.
3: Okay. All right. Um, let me do that, then I'll call right back.
2: Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll let Justin answer the question while you're doing so.
4: Yeah. So my family, they, you know, they they still like pray and and everything, but they don't ever ask me to lead the prayer because they they know like it's not a secret in my family that you know that I'm that I'm a non-believer that I'm a heathen. But uh, yeah, so they. It doesn't make me uncomfortable, but you know I don't actively participate in the prayer. You know, like I'll hold hands and nod my head, and you know, I oh, just, you go that you far know. though. Uh, it's it's more of an an act of, you know, like I I don't see w- what I'm doing as praying. I'm just holding hands and and nodding my head. Like I'm not.
2: I'm not like, Oh God, or or anything. So,
4: uh, Okay. Well, like, uh,
2: within my own family, because, uh, especially on my mother's side of the family, um, I have a tendency, I'm the oldest male left in the family. Now, all, all the others have passed away, um, or divorced basically. So, um, They've asked me a few times on my own uh whether I would I would pray it. You know, my grandmother knows and she's quite comfortable with it, but my aunts have like this weird f- feeling issue with it. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> In fact, the uh my oldest aunt asked me if I could marry her and her uh fiance a couple years ago and my mom let them know that I was an atheist and she's like, "What?" Well, that's weird. So then they like disinvited me. <laughs> uh, uh i mean it it was what it was i understood at the same time she's she's comfortable um i just uh i just didn't get to marry them
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: so so i was curious greg are you back now
3: yeah i am can you guys hear me all right
2: hey you sound yeah. pretty good all right good all right awesome um Well, okay, so uh, I think we did a pretty good job there getting the introductions out of the way. Um, So uh, I'm curious, uh, what are you guys uh, guys, guys, uh, maybe thinking about moving to uh, the TRAPPIST-1 solar system?
3: Uh, Four years is a bit of a stretch to to spend in a spacecraft, so I don't think we're quite there yet. But it'd be nice. (laughs) I'd like to go take a look at it for sure.
2: I, uh, my notes here, I have 45 is present and we're all, already wanting to move there. But, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I find it a very awesome, interesting situation. I know this news broke a cut about a week or so ago. Um, and Keith and I were going to talk about it, but I think we had some issues getting a show going at a, at a particular time. Um, but yeah, uh, so I'm I'm just curious, Greg. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, you, I mean, well, we got seven uh, Earth-sized rocky planets, about uh, 40 light years away, and yep. uh, there's I think three of them in the Goldilocks zone. So there's yep. at least three possible planets where we could uh, have life-sustaining adventures on.
3: Or, or it's um, possible that the conditions exist, yeah. It's a pretty phenomenal find. And actually they found, I think, three of the planets, the first three of the seven they found last May, and they just found the um, last four recently, You know, right before they made the announcement. So it's pretty incredible to find such a large um, planetary system like that. Um, it's been, you know, hypothesized for some time that our solar system with uh, what, eight, nine, depending on who you talk to, I guess, um, planets can't be an anomaly. That it should be, you know, pretty standard. And this kind of starts to confirm that now, which is pretty awesome.
2: I agree. I'm pretty excited about it, Justin. What, do you have any thoughts on the whole thing?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's been my own opinion for a long time now that, you know, like with as big as the entire universe is, you know, like it's, there has to be other planets that could sustain life. Like we can't just be a one-off in the hundreds of millions of, of, you know, other planets in the universe. So, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, like what are we going to find? Like what's, what's going to be out there? Uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, hopefully we uh, we meet some, some nice aliens and convince them to, you know, <laughs> kidnap Trump. And, uh, yeah, we'll just, I don't know, just see, uh, see what happens.
2: <laughs> Something like that would be great. Of course, uh, there's also the fear that uh, we'll go ahead and decide to rape and pillage some other natural resources from another planet. Oh, yeah, that, that's not true. Too. You, anyway. you think we can
4: build an oil pipeline from from one planet
2: to another? <laughs> Wouldn't that be something else?
3: Well, I guess if we go and ruin one of them, there's two more, right? So <laughs> third time's the charm, fourth time's the charm.
2: I don't. Know. <laughs> there's backup plans, but I mean, uh, yeah, you know, of course, it's not always just necessarily uh, oil either. Um I know that not long ago we discovered a planet that we were pretty sure was made completely out of diamond or silver. I can't remember specifically, but, uh, I, uh, this was, it's, it's just an exoplanet somewhere floating out in the universe, um, that they were able to read the, um, Oh, Gregory, Greg, you might be able to help me out with this. I, no, I know spectrop-
3: that, it's a hard yes, word exactly. to say. Spectroscopy. Yes. Yeah,
2: do you know anything about that, Justin?
4: No, I was actually uh, seeing if I could find something on it right now. But, yeah, that's, that was fascinating.
2: I just think it's cool that we can read what something is made up of by looking at the light coming off of it.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. pretty trippy. I was thinking about that uh, earlier today, uh, getting prepared to for the show that – the amount of information that can be unpacked just from looking at light is incredible
2: i know i love it i think it's pretty the, the first time i think i learned that was by watching the cosmos the new cosmos with neil deGrasse dyson yeah so I, that was pretty sorry what happened? i hope they
3: uh, i was i i heard a while back rumors of a second season but i haven't heard anything for a while
2: that would be phenomenal Man, that would be if they, yeah. Yeah. The rumors I heard were like Bill and I would take over cause Neil deGrasse didn't want to do anything with it anymore or something. But I mean, those are all just rumors. Who knows? Right. Um, so yeah, uh, pretty cool fighting. And I, I'm, I'm like really excited about this and it'll be interesting to see what we learn in the coming years, uh, just by staring the need, I think. Um, but, um, we're going to have to move away from that and, uh, I'm gonna take us i'm I feel like I'm taking us on a little bit of a roller coaster ride in this show uh it's like an <laughs> upper and then a downer and then an upper and then a downer um, but uh this is something that's uh it popped up It's something that's been bothering me um for a while um you guys uh uh well basically uh this just happened uh we had a couple hate crimes that happened in the last couple of weeks actually. Uh, just the other day we had a, a Sikh man uh, shot and killed in his own driveway uh, because I guess the sad truth is, is that people just can't handle uh, people wearing turbans or uh, cloth, cloth on their heads that don't look like a normal American would wear Um, so there's been a number of different, uh, uh, issues with the Sikh community since 9-11 and, uh, not only did we have that one pop up, but then, uh, yeah, a, a week ago we had a couple Indians, uh, killed, well, one, one killed, uh, the other one was injured. I think it was, uh, um, Kansas. Yeah, it was in Kansas. Um. I think I'm getting a little frustrated by this and I can't help but wonder, you know, is uh, how much of this is elevated because of uh, a number 45 presidency or what. Um, I, either one of you have thoughts on it?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's no secret it, that, you know, that Trump's, was, he's he was been just preaching and spitting all of this you know anti-Muslim, you know propaganda out, and it makes other people that feel the same. make it, it it makes them feel more accepted to express, you know, these opinions and take action on them. So yeah, it's it's definitely uh it's, it's scary because people think it's okay now. I mean, he even said that he would, oh, I'll, I'll pay for your attorney if you punch him in the face, you know, like what, what even is that? yeah So it's, I don't know. It's, it's terrible that it he's basically making it okay to, uh, to act out and to, to do and, I don't know, letting other Americans think that it's acceptable behavior to act that way. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's you're right. It's it's definitely scary stuff. And I even to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Uh, I made a I made a pretty awesome Facebook post about this. But I was uh, at the grocery store and uh, decided to you know help an elderly gentleman that was uh, you know he was struggling reaching for something. And basically the extent of the conversation was oh, I don't I don't need any help from a Muslim because of the way I look now, so, uh, I am. If, if by what he meant from that was that uh, was that I look Arabic or <laughs> Middle Eastern, um, I am mixed race. None of them come from the Middle East.
2: Uh, you do have said, a very nicely well coiffed beard, though.
4: Oh yeah, thank you. That's <laughs> most, most women do appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So so basically, you know, he was he was telling me that he didn't want help from me because of the way I look, called me a terrorist, uh, called me a Muslim and I was like, actually I'm agnostic and he was like, Well, that's the same thing and I'm like, Well <laughs> do you say that? You clearly have no idea what you're even talking about though. So I just uh I just did a little bit of <laughs> trolling in real life and then uh decided to walk away from the conversation after he screamed out, Trump so are you serious uh, yes that was the end of the conversation she said sure i are like okay we're done here yeah,
3: how, many were
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Jeff, so, Justin, how many people yeah. were around you
4: um well somebody had just started to record uh at about the time that that happened but uh no, there was I don't know maybe between five, there was less than ten people were around to see this. I don't even want to call it an altercation because I you know there wasn't going to be a fight. It was just words being exchanged. You know.
2: I gotcha. But uh,
3: uh, a couple a,
4: a couple people were like, oh, "I'm so sorry that you had to go through that," and then like a couple other people were like, "Yeah."
3: Are you serious?
4: Oh yeah
2: i'm sorry it makes me really happy that a couple of people were like hey everything okay but then knowing that people are like yeah you go down go back to your own country I really, the- <laughs> at, one
3: point,
4: at one point he did tell me to go back where i came from and i was like well i think my office is closed if that's what you mean
2: <laughs> yeah. well um yeah, this is, a. I mean, exactly what happened, though. The guy was a 39-year-old man. He was in his driveway messing with his car and uh, just out to Seattle. And a guy wearing a mask runs up with a gun, tells him to go back to his own country, and shoots him. I don't want to make light of a nasty situation, but it's like you're not given much of a chance for somebody to leave when you kill him immediately. Yeah.
4: I mean, yeah, wow, that's crazy.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I feel for all of my friends who are, um, who are Muslim that I do know. I don't know personally any Sikhs, but it's just a frustrating occurrence to keep hearing the story. Um, I don't know. You run into anything like that, Greg? Uh,
3: not, it's not so much. Obviously, you know. IUPUI is a fairly diverse campus, and uh, there are several Sikhs on campus. And, and, I don't know. This is – one of the things that's really frustrating to me is that these people don't even know the difference between a Muslim and a Sikh. Like, this, They're not the same religion. It's a completely different religion. I mean, I know it's like – you know, of course they're not going to know. They're not going to take the time to research, but it's like, come on. You're going to be they're hateful brown towards a group. At least know what group you're going to be – you're hating about, you know? Like – Anyways, um, it's I, I agree with you, Justin. It's um, a combination of his uh, campaign rhetoric and has made people who hold these views feel like they're vindicated or normalized that this is fully acceptable. Um, maybe not anything he's directly said, but at the very least his inability to denounce these actions and the people that hold these views that do support him, you know, he's never come out to say no, you know, he was endorsed during the campaign by the KKK and several white nationalist groups, and he never that I can recall, uh, maybe he did, I, I just don't recall him saying, you know, these people do not believe, we don't share the same thing I do, I don't share their values. He just kind of, you know, tacitly accepted their endorsement. And then he, you know, appoints a uh, senior advisor that's head of the one of the big, probably the biggest white nationalist media organizations in the country. So, you know, and then appoints the secretary general who uh, has a shoddy at best record with written regards to issues as voting rights and civil rights. So what are you, what are people supposed to think? You know, and it, it really makes the hateful, you know, bigots in society, which they're in every society, but it really makes them feel like they're um, vindicated and have a, a free ticket to do what they want to do. And it's sad. It's horrible.
2: Well, the the nice thing about the whole situation is the White House did, did deliver a statement. I'm surprised it wasn't on Twitter, but, uh, well, it probably was on Twitter. <laughs> but it says, uh, White House, speaking about Kansas shooting says, oh I'm sorry and that was the Kansas shooting, this wasn't even the Seattle shooting, uh, but yeah. says any loss of life is tragic but absurd to link the president's rhetoric to it I I don't know that I can imagine hearing any president having to say something like that, it's absurd right. to link a hate crime to any president's rhetoric but there you
3: have it this whole administration is like bizarre world. Like, they, you know, they're constantly coming out and, and trying to force people to believe, you know, they're spouting stuff that's just factually not true and adamant that it is. No, no, this is the way it was. This is the biggest crowd ever. Oh, we can prove it, you know, and then they offer no proof. It, it's, it's just completely hey, asinine but, to me. I don't know what to think. And, you know, um,
2: Let's see. Yesterday they had the march for Trump rallies across the country. Are you guys aware of this? I I heard about that, yeah. Okay, so I saw a live Facebook video uh today. It was well, it obviously wasn't live anymore, but a live video um on the Capitol grounds of uh in Indianapolis where I think 40 Trump uh supporters had shown up to show their support. 40 40. Yeah, um, I mean,
3: I
4: was I was impressed that so many people came out.
2: <laughs>
4: you know, there were several people that, that came out. I I thought it was it was very uh representative of of, you know, what we're seeing across the country, you know. <laughs> literally, I mean, hundreds of thousands of people like march or rally against them and then Several show up to like, like who voted for this guy? Like, well,
2: exactly,
1: Justin. Right I, hate
3: to, I hate to I hate correct Go you, ahead. but several several dozen. Okay,
1: <laughs> <laughs> several dozen.
2: Uh, yeah, it's really kind of a. Am- I when you think about that and who voted for him, I mean, obviously the guy lost by three million votes. Um, but uh, it just kind of makes you think about. Um the people who did vote for him that just uh didn't really want to but felt like they had no choice. That's kind of a scary thing. But uh then again, I have a feeling weren't all three of us feeling the burn? Absolutely. Totally oh yeah. <laughs> That's what <I> thought so. <laughs> uh eh, it is what it is. But uh I th- I think um on a on a on lighter on a lighter note, um I'm going to go ahead and make make a little transition here into the comedy world where I think Justin will be more more comfortable probably. Um are you guys both familiar with uh who Jim Jeffries is? Yeah. Uh pretty big Jim Jeffries fan over here.
3: I've, okay. I've seen a, a few clips. I'm familiar I'm you know, know some of his work, but not a whole lot.
2: I gotcha. Um, well, the cool news here is Comedy Central has ordered uh, a, a weekly late night series from Jim Jeffries. and uh, the guy's from Australia. Um, he's an open atheist, um, and he talks. You know, I think I think he does a good, pretty good job talking about a lot of different things. Um, but uh, they have decided to bring him on. It will be. It kind of looks like they're going to bring him on for like a um, uh, a one. Show a week kind of a deal Um, Before I get any further I've got a little um, Let's see I've got a little 33 second Clip to play I don't know if you guys Will be able to hear this or not but I'm going to go ahead And play it and uh, we'll come back
0: Our fight in this world Is not against Islam It's against religion Be very clear about this Because I can tell you this for sure. No one's head has ever been cut off in the name of atheism. No one has ever cut into human flesh and looked down camera and gone, in the name of nothing!
4: Yeah, I yeah, I absolutely love that clip. Like, that is... It is so true. It is so true. Um,
2: so, um, Justin, do you have anything to add? I mean, um, how how big of a deal is it that? I mean, it, it seems like Comedy Central does a pretty good job of allowing things like this to happen because um, not. I mean, I don't. I don't think John Stewart specifically was. Well, I know he's culturally a Jew. Uh, but he's never really come out and said that he's non-religious specifically that I'm aware of. Stephen Colbert, when he had a show, I mean, he will tell everybody he's a devout Catholic. At the same time, I consider him a pretty well-rounded free thinker. Um, But they've run commercials, uh, for instance, from, uh, I think it was the Freedom uh, from Religion Foundation. Uh, They did a ron reagan jr commercial has an unabashed atheist not afraid to burning not afraid of burning in hell um which of course ron reagan being ron reagan the president's son who i think they kind of disowned it for a period of time um so yeah comedy central is not really afraid of this kind of thing but it's kind of cool to me to know that they're allowing a guy who's so vocal about it to be on and and to and to do this what are your thoughts on that justin would you uh would you would you also take up that mantle? <laughs> no, yeah,
4: absolutely. I mean, I, I I think that ties back to like one of the first things that I was talking about, where you know, like religion to me is a tool. Like you can kill someone in the name of religion, or you can, you know, go out and do charitable acts. But yeah, I I think that's uh, that's an awesome thing. That and you're right, Comedy Central does do a good job of, of free thinking and, and going against the grain uh, because, you know, America is like when you look at the percentages of religion, it's pretty predominantly Christian and they're not afraid to, to question that. And especially with having, uh, you know, people like John Stewart and now Jim Jeffries, uh, you know, just on there, like being openly, you know, not, Christian and talking about it and out in the open. I think that that's absolutely great. And it's uh, hopefully going to encourage other people into free thinking and not just, they're like, oh, well, my parents are Christian, so I'm going to be Christian too. Well, yeah, but have you ever thought about thinking for yourself? Mm, no. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I I absolutely welcome that. And I hope, you know, it, it opens people's eyes to at least consider alternatives to Christianity.
2: I gotcha. Um and out of curiosity, um, what do your uh stand up routines consist of? I mean, w- what directions do you go?
4: Um, I actually don't talk a lot about religion, at least in in most of my stuff. I don't talk a lot about religion. I I do uh talk about my appearance, um, how I get mistaken for uh, I, uh before this incident at the grocery store I had been on uh how I got mistaken for a Muslim. Uh <laughs> so the story goes a little something like this. I'm uh I I'm meeting uh the, the girl I was dating at the time. I was meeting her granddad and we were uh we were sitting eating dinner and uh uh I was I was eating cheese dip and he goes, Hey, uh, I bet I can guess which part of Africa you're from I was like, oh, I, I bet this is going to get awkward. <laughs> uh, oh, and he, goes, he goes, I bet you you're Muslim. And I was like, I bet you don't know how countries work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he goes, oh, well, uh, well, you're not Muslim, are you? And I said, no. He goes, oh, good, because there's sausage in that cheese dip. Oh, oh, my God. oh and by the way, and he goes. Oh, by the way, I don't like Muslims. And I was like, Oh, that was a roundabout way to get there.
2: <laughs> oh. oh my god, man. <laughs>
4: so yeah, so, so so there are you know there's there's some jokes about my appearance and how people mistake me as as Muslim, but yeah, a lot of my stuff I just talk about you know things that actually happen to me in real life. So uh, and that was one of them.
2: Well, that's an excellent story man it's also extremely depressing <laughs> <laughs> but I mean I guess you gotta have I mean maybe maybe you gotta look at the positive and think that you know at least he was comfortable enough to talk to you
4: <laughs> yeah instead of just having like this you know like he looks Muslim so I'm not gonna
2: like him <laughs> that's extremely awkward man <laughs> um yes yeah greg so uh um are you, are you excited about this guy you know it'll be a um his show will pick up i think uh 10 episodes and they'll debut this summer you
3: think you'll be watching them? Uh i don't get comedy central but if i don't really watch cable if it's on hulu or netflix or something like that then i definitely will i hope it's successful i when you uh sent me the story i think i saw it um Earlier, a few days ago or something, we, you know, shared the show with me and saw we'd be talking about, about this. Um, yeah. What excites me about this is the way most atheists or agnostics are typically portrayed on shows is not usually positive. You know, they're always portrayed as heartless, and cold, calculating. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think about a, a show that, you know, I watch with my wife quite a bit, Bones. The main character Uh on that show is an atheist, but she's also very cold, you know, all about logic and, very, you know, it's just not a positive, they don't portray her atheism as a positive attribute, you know? So it's kind of annoying that I I think the best solution to that is to just expose more people to atheists. Which is
2: kind of pretty much the reason why I go ahead and just tell people that I'm an atheist as opposed to secular humanist or whatever because to me it helps normalize the word as opposed, to, I mean obviously I wouldn't go around saying that I'm a leprechaunist or an a uni- unicornist or something like that
3: <laughs> but right.
2: um, that's I mean I hate the idea that we have to say something like that but um, at the same time I understand why it's needed so that's why I do it It makes it easier for people when they see me and they see who I am and what I do. Oh, okay. They're not so bad.
3: Oh, he he doesn't have a small child in his lunchbox. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly.
2: (laughs) I like mine medium well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, on a sad note for you, um, Comedy Central is actually dropping from Hulu.
3: Oh. Nope. Yeah. Aww. Too bad for
2: me. At this, at this point, they have run out of their contract with the. Uh, See, uh, Hulu has run out with their contract with Viacom, I believe, the parent company. Because mm-hmm. uh, we were trying to find the latest uh, episode of Trevor Noah, The Daily Show, uh, mm-hmm. Friday, and we couldn't watch right. it. And I to, yeah, I started to look it up, and I found out that the contracts had run out. The beautiful thing is, is you can download the app on your phone and still watch it from your computer.
3: Oh, there you go.
2: So you got Comedy Central well, on your computer?
4: Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I was, I was gonna say I watch all of my Daily Show episodes uh, uh, on my lunch break from the night before from ComedyCentral.com.
2: Yeah, I, that's generally the way. Um, well, obviously it's gonna be the way that I do things now, but yeah, I, I watch so many Daily Show clips on breaks from work and stuff through the day anyway. So I, I suppose it's not gonna change things too much for us. So.
3: Well, that's that's interesting. You guys take breaks from work to wash stuff, so, huh?
2: <laughs> hey, man, from now what I, I remember, you had a pretty awesome job at one point that allowed you to drink I alcohol. I have
3: a pretty good job. Yeah, we can <laughs> pretty much do just about whatever we want, um, as long as we do our jobs as well at the same time. No, <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm just saying... Hey, I take an hour lunch break. I have plenty of time to watch at least two episodes of shows. <laughs>
3: sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm just playing. Um, I'm sure I'm confident that if, you know, like you said, Comedy Central's contracts up with Hulu that either Amazon or Netflix or another streaming service would be more than happy to swoop in and pick them up and pick up the, that viewership.
2: Yeah. You know? I love Comedy Central. I mean, I think they're, they kind of push. They push the limit on things in a lot of cases. And uh, oh man, they've got, they've had so many great shows like Moral Oral. Um, you guys ever watch Moral Oral?
4: No, but I kind of want to now.
2: <laughs> okay, it's a claymation, uh, half-hour TV show, and it's
0: <laughs> you, you,
2: you'll just you'll enjoy it. Check out, look up Moral Oral. You'll love it. <laughs> it plays so hard off of. The evangelical world of Christianity it's amazing nice. <laughs> and it's like and it's and it totally takes you back to what you know it's like to make America great again, just so you oh, know beautiful um and then speaking of which uh so the next uh next thing to talk about on our list is uh uh the the new administration is planning to cut to climate change science. Um, the agency NOAA, uh, what, what is that actually?
3: <laughs> the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. I
2: See, this is why, I, like why that. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I have the stuff right in front of me, but I'm not paying attention. Keith, Keith would have been on that too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they want to cut their budget by almost 20%. Uh, claims this new report from the dailymail.com. Um, not only that, but, I mean, it goes in, uh, it talks about everything that they're going to cut, which throws me off a little bit because I think they even talk about education in here. But um, they, they've got uh, the EPA and everything else. They're talking about budget cuts of 20 25 percent. And at the same time, they have bills trying to get through Congress right now to eliminate them completely. ah. Um, uh... I don't know where to go from this.
3: Um, Yeah. Unfortunately, it goes beyond that. I know right before the inauguration, there were um, a lot of scientists in the NOAA and the EPA working frantically to preserve their data.
2: um, uh, Yeah.
3: Because they were very fearful that it would all be lost in the new administration. But luckily, a group of hackers swept in and downloaded it all. So it's safe forever now. (laughs)
2: A group of hackers, you mean from the actual agencies?
3: Right, and most people don't know this, but most you know, the vast majority of their data is free. You can go on the NOAA website right now and download huge data sets, you know, which makes sense because it's all taxpayer funded. So it belongs to all of us. But um, yeah, it's it's bad. It's unfortunate these lawmakers think that if you just don't talk about it, it no longer exists. It's kind of like playing hide-and-go-seek with a toddler.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is I think, why this kind of bothers me. Um, the frustrating thing is uh, last uh, two shows ago, we talked, uh, Keith and I, I think it was two shows ago, we were talking about uh, the March for Science that's supposed to happen April 20th or 22nd. Um, which is supposed to be this great thing for scientists, science enthusiasts, you know, whoever, to come out and say, hey, this stuff is important to us, we need to support it, kind of a deal. Uh, but the the subject that we brought it up for was whether or not it is safe or a smart idea to do this, because in an, in a sense, we could be politicizing it. And science should never be politicized because well global warming it, it's obviously a, a leftist conspiracy but then um you also have issues where um you have uh uh gmo concerns slash um, <clears throat> um oh goodness i can't think of the damn word but uh oh what's wrong with me uh <laughs> needles <laughs>
3: Help me vaccine, out here.
2: Vaccine. Movement. Yeah. <laughs> vaccine is like stuck on the tip of my tongue and get it out of my face. <laughs> um, but you have people on one side of the aisle that are like, "Ew, this is bad. And you have people on the other side of the aisle saying, oh, this science is bad. So it comes on both sides. So what do we do? How do we go about, um, how do we keep from not politicizing science and making sure that we, we do things the right way? I mean, what do you do?
3: I don't know. That's a tough question. Um, it's it's weird that you know, as, as a quote from Dr. Tyson, "It's odd that climate change is politicized. Has been become politicized." You know, gravity is not debated in Congress. You know, um, <laughs> relativity isn't debated in the halls of you know Congress. So what? Why this? I think it's obvious why it is because it you know. Isn't convenient for certain businesses, but the truth rarely is convenient. I, as far as how to avoid politicizing it, I I don't know because before I was a science major, I was also a political science major, and I don't know that it's ever possible to keep things from being politicized. You know, you you want to say you, you know shouldn't politicize science, but science has always been politicized you know, all the way back to Galileo and, you know, and before. So I I don't know if I think the only thing we can do is to continue to educate people on the issues, on science, on the fact that science is not a body of knowledge, but um, a way of thinking. And that's all you can do.
2: Yeah. I understand what you're saying. You have any thoughts on that, Justin?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think, again, my personal opinion on this, to to get, you know, or to not politicize, you know, things that are under the scientific umbrella uh, is going to be to get lobbyists and businesses out of the government that, I mean, just like Greg was saying, you know, businesses and corporations are going to profit off of certain things, you know. So, and if they have a hand in the government, Well, then guess what? The government's going to be talking about these things, and it's going to be a political issue. So um, I agree that, you know, it shouldn't be, at least to an extent, it shouldn't be politicized, but at the same time when it's, you know, like NOAA, a government-funded agency, uh, so there's there's going to be some aspect of, you know, what what do the leaders believe, or what do the leaders, lobbyists believe? In some cases, uh, as far as you know, do they get funding? How much do they get, and things like that? So it's definitely a fine line. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's you know, especially with global warming. I mean, the same with gravity and, and other you know <laughs> theories, if you want to call them theories. Like whether you believe in them or not it's it's real and it's happening and uh, you can plug your ears and say, la, 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 all you want, but it's, it's actually a thing. And we need to pay attention to it.
2: Well, um, so, okay. So here's the thing that's, that's fun for me at, at this point. Um, Keith and I got being humanists going up again, uh, just, uh, uh, this late December, January, um, uh, and <laughs> what's been frustrating for us is that we've done so many shows and we can't help but uh, talk about Trump. It just kind of keeps happening. Um, I don't, I'm hoping one day that maybe we don't always have to do a show where we have to mention his name or his politics or whatever. Maybe we can focus on something that's way more fun. But, um, in this particular case, um, we do do this show and just, I know you're new. Um, Greg, I, I don't know that you do or don't remember this, but we do have this little aspect of our show called um, right-wing watch roulette. And I and I really need to get, like, a sound effect for this to, so that we can announce that it's happening. <laughs> Does this sound fun, Justin? I am so intrigued by this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a little clip uh, to play um, from everybody's favorite, uh, uh, Pat Robertson. You You know this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so so I'm going to play this this clip and then we can have fun with it afterward, okay? All so right. this is this is where we need this uh sound of a, a a spinning wheel going I don't know. Keith actually did a really good sound effect for it one time, but we don't have it yet. So, rather than actually use that, we're just going to hit the play button. Here we go.
1: All right. Kathy says, why do so many hate President Trump and say everything he does is bad? I voted for him and believed he would make America great again. And he's already done that in many ways. So what is your answer as to why so many people do not support him and want him out? There's a desire on the part of some, and I think it's satanic, it really is spiritual, yeah. to destroy America. America is the great hope of the world. If America goes down, the lamp of freedom goes out for There's no other champion of freedom anywhere in the world. And we would be engulfed in chaos. And so we were heading that way. Obama was bringing it on another four or eight years of Obama-style government and we would have been consumed with a socialist mentality and the freedom that we've enjoyed would be blotted out. So God gave us a reprieve and this this thing is spiritual, it really is spiritual. And uh, so we need, this land is so important and I I counsel you, pray for this nation, pray for the president, pray for uh, this nation, but what's being done against him, you know, It's it's not human. It's it's a spiritual thing. Okay, that's a a little
2: outro from uh, the uh, Right Wing Watch channel on YouTube, where I pulled this from. Um,
4: Yeah, we needed
2: a four year reprieve, man. (laughs) We (laughs) needed a four year reprieve from Obama socialism. Yeah. I've... And <laughs> who wants to go first? <laughs>
4: well, I I'll I'll just say one one quick thing about that. I mean, there there are a few things that I could go off on. I'll just I'm just going to pick one and then I'll pass the buck. But why is socialism always perceived with a negative connotation to it? Like is socialism Again, I'm, I'm just gonna go back to the same concept that I've been talking about all night. It's a tool. It can be great if used correctly. A lot. I mean, like, how, how do you think we have, you know, things like, oh, roads and uh, the fire department? Like, those are social. Like that's socialism that allows us to have these things. So it's you know paying taxes that pay for other things that we need in the world. is socialism. And, I mean, uh, I don't know. I just hate that when you say like, oh, you're a socialist. I'm like, actually, yes, I am. So I'm proud of it. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm getting upset, so I'm just going to take a breath. Mike, <laughs> you take it over,
3: man. My favorite part about that clip is when he says that America is the only defender of freedom in the world. As if yeah. America is the only place, the United States of America is the only place where freedom exists in the world. They don't have it in the UK, France, Belgium, Germany, Australia, the Netherlands, you know, India, you know, pick the other 150 sovereign states in the world that are democratic. It's, yeah, the idiocy knows no bounds. (laughs)
4: I was really hoping you were going to take that boy, Greg, because that was my number two. This
3: is ludicrous.
2: Do you guys remember that that guy ran for president back in the eighties? I believe.
3: I I did not remember that.
4: He looks like he probably—I mean, if he was going to, yeah—he looks old enough and idiotic enough to run for president, so I believe (laughs) it.
2: Yeah. So. Pat Robertson uh, has a uh, man. Sometimes when we go through this whole right wing watch roulette and we're trying to decide who we want to use, it's just a. Uh, there's so much out there, but there are like three or four people who kind of get return return visits to the show. Pat Robertson's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I always appreciate Pat Robertson. Uh, of Good course, old, you know. Do what, Justin? That's a good old 700 club. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, while this is off subject, I guess, but uh, at the same time, while Pat Robertson has, for the most part, been just crazy on his show, um, he actually, I do remember, after the Bill Nye-Ken uh, Ham debate uh, on creationism at the Creation Museum, um, Pat Robertson came on a show and told Ken that he needed to shut his ass up Everybody knows that the earth is old. He needs to get over it. You guys know that? <laughs> I'm going to take the silence as, old, as a... What the fuck?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I, maybe I need to keep up with this guy a little more than I thought.
2: Yeah, he's not completely insane. But anyway, uh, there's a good old Pat Robertson for you. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we're kind of, I guess I'd say we're we're at the end of our show. Um, I want to thank you guys for stepping up for me because yesterday was when Keith told me, uh, "Dude, I don't think I can do this." I'm like, "Man, I got the show scheduled. I don't want to not do it." Um. So so yeah. Uh, um. I think typically this might be a point in time where I say, "Hey, if you if you're an author or something, you got a book to plug or whatever you want to put it out there." But I know only one of the guests as far as i know has anything like that which would be a comedic career so justin is there any place that uh, you'd want people to go to to say hi to you or follow you
4: um actually uh I, i've been taking a little bit of of a hiatus from the comedy uh so pretty recently i started my own business okay uh, for doing yeah we do uh, we do wedding services Uh, So if you're looking for a wedding planner, photographer, if you're looking for videography, uh, MC, DJ, we have a cake designer, uh, feel free to check out cakewalkweddingservices.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, all at cakewalkws. Uh, I have an awesome group of people that I work with. Uh, You know, we have uh, really good uh, we we have a awesome team. Um, all affordable prices and everything is all under one contract, all one down payment. Make your wedding super easy with Cakewalk Wedding Services. Oh,
2: uh, uh, Oh my God, I, I I don't think I was expecting it to take that turn. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and there's the comedy.
2: Um, especially since I do wedding videography on the side, man. <laughs> You're killing oh, me. Yeah, it is right, interesting. Huh? Um yeah, so uh Greg, you got any books to sell or push or anything? Is you Greg? Oh, that's that I love lost... he he he
4: couldn't handle my plug, I guess. I don't know.
2: Oh, that's a bummer. It it doesn't say that he's disappeared, but I can't hear him. Uh, if he can hear us, uh uh, thanks again, Greg, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Um, we do have an outro here uh, narrated by uh, Stephen Fry um, called How Can I Be Happy? Um, from That's Human, the British Human Associ- Humanist Association on YouTube. Um, uh, do you know much about Stephen Fry, Justin?
4: Uh, not that much, actually.
2: Uh, Stephen Fry is a British, uh, actor, voice actor, uh, documentary host. Uh, he's just an all around pretty awesome guy. He's a philosopher. You've probably seen him and wouldn't just don't realize it. Uh, you might recognize his voice, but just always an all around awesome, insightful guy. Um, so yeah, basically I just like to say, Hey, that's coming up and I'll put links in the show so people can, uh, look them up and uh, see more about these people. So we'll have all the information that we talked about in the show notes. And uh, that's pretty much just the show. So uh, thanks to Greg for coming on. Thank you, Justin.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It was was a good time. And you guys, uh, anytime you guys uh, need an extra voice in the background to give some, some woody commentary, definitely let me know. I, I had a good time.
2: Okay. Awesome. Um, well that's our show we'll we'll play this clip hopefully you'll hear it before you hang up justin and then uh then you can move on but uh um that's that uh, as Keith and I always like to say uh well first send us an email <laughs> find us at uh, beinghumanist, uh dot podcast at gmail.com uh, find us on facebook com slash being and on twitter being PC, just send us a message somewhere, say hey, what's up Uh, maybe we'll read you online Um, and also since we're doing the show live now, you can give us a call at any time, so that's that Uh, you've been listening to Being Humist Uh, hey, keep thinking we'll see you next time
0: how can I be happy some people believe that there is one single meaning of life They think that the universe was created for a purpose and that human beings are part of some larger cosmic plan. They think our meaning comes from being part of this plan and is written into the universe waiting to be discovered. A humanist view of meaning in life is different. Humanists do not see that there is any obvious purpose to the universe but that it is a natural phenomenon with no design behind it. Meaning is not something out there waiting to be discovered, but something that we create in our own lives. And although this vast and incredibly old universe was not created for us, all of us are connected to something bigger than ourselves, whether it is family and community, a tradition stretching into the past, an idea or cause looking forward to the future, or the beautiful wider natural world on which we were born and our species evolved. This way of thinking means that there is not just one big meaning of life, but that every person will have many different meanings in their life. Each one of us is unique, and our different personalities depend on a complex mixture of influences from our parents, our environment, and our connections. They change with experience and changing circumstances. There are no simple recipes for living that are applicable to all people. We have different tastes and preferences, different priorities and goals. One person may like drawing, walking in the woods and caring for their grandchildren. Another may like cooking, watching soap operas, savouring a favourite wine or a new food. We may find meaning through our family, our career, making a commitment to an artistic project or a political reform, in simple pleasures such as gardening, in hobbies, or in a thousand other ways, giving rein to our creativity or our curiosity, our intellectual capacities or our emotional life. The time to be happy is now. And the way to find meaning in life is to get on and live it as fully and as well as we can.